You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and we're inside the walls of Dungarvan Castle, and Mary Murray is here with me. Mary is with the Office of Public Works, and I want to express my gratitude to the Office of Public Works for granting me permission to be here and allowing Mary to bring us on a guided tour around the castle and tell us some of the history and the importance of it in the Irish context. Mary, thanks a million for coming along for a chat. You're very welcome, Austin, and um, I'd like to welcome all our Canadian visitors. So, we're here in the what would have been the courtyard, I guess. This was That's the right, this is the courtyard, and the building that we're looking at at present, the white building, this building is a military, British military barracks from 1740, and originally this building is extended over to our right, to where you see the remains of some chimneys and fireplaces, but um, this building, it was damaged by the IRA when they were leaving on the 8th of August in 1922. They had been on site from the 4th of March 1922 and they set the building on fire on light so that the Free State Army who were on their way to the town couldn't get a foothold in the town. Right. Now when you say get a foothold, to put the castle in context, the castle is on the banks of the Colligan River. Colligan River, that's correct, the banks of the Colligan River. And it's looking out towards the Celtic Sea. Celtic Sea. We've Helvick as you look out to your right, you see Helvick Ring and the Greater area, which is a fishing port. Um, I suppose it has somewhat diluted down in recent years, but um, nevertheless there is still some fishing takes place there. And strategically very important because from a defence perspective it gives a tremendous view out and should any invaders uh, be coming in uh, this would have been the first defence point. It would have been yes and of course the, you have the, the actual river, it's narrow at this point from where you can see over to, um, to Abbeyside Church and that. Right, now the castle itself, the original castle, Have you? what years are we looking at when this was the, yeah. the, the, the walls that we were walking. Yeah, we'll have a walk around. Um, the original castle was built in 1209 okay. under the orders of King John and it was built as part of the Norman invasion of Ireland. Um, I'll just point out some of the... You know, Mary, one of the things that has struck me is when you go around Ireland, there are so many buildings that are from that time period. There are. There must have been full employment. And I mean that, you think about it, the amount of labour that was needed to build all the castles. Yes. Some of them took 10, 20 years to build. And it was all within a kind of a 200-year Period. period. Must have been huge. Huge, em- huge employment, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And some of the stone as well would have been imported from England at that time. And brought from other parts brought of Ireland. Other, yes. Um, apparently, this castle here it is polygonal in shape, which means many sided. Okay. It was built by way in columns, which I think rendered it fairly easy if you were attacking to um, once you started at the points. Right. It was it was easy to dismantle and that, but um, apparently it would have taken a hundred men during summertime to build this castle, and they would have been working for maybe twelve, fifteen, eighteen hours a day. Whoa. So and again, you put it in context, we're looking at a time when there was no scaffolding in the format no that we know it today. No. There were no hydraulic hoists or lifts. Absolutely. Uh, and everything, there was no mechanical, so everything was brought by animal. 
yes. on a cart and then it would have been the pulley system to get stuff up. Get stuff up. Now this castle um, is what's known as a shell keep and by a shell keep um, it's just a shell or a wall was built at first. Okay. And this castle here, it was built around um, a natural mound of earth that had developed in the harbour. So it's just around right around yep. but on the inside then um, which was entered by a drawbridge and this drawbridge was just over here to our by our left it was yeah. it came so far and it was stationary and um, then up over head you had at that time when you say drawbridge I take it then there was a moat there was a moat yes would have been a moat spread out possibly around here and possibly where this barracks building is built now so where the barracks building is standing the moat probably would have been filled in and built on top now the other thing then Mary was the castle is not all the one period is it that like a lot of castles in Ireland um, I know when I was over in Newcastle West your colleague Parik O'Rourke identified that Castle Desmond was built in different phases of construction yes would the same have happened here um, yes I suppose to a certain extent um, inside this building here we did have there were two buildings okay one was on the north side of the of the, the shell keep yeah. and that building was actually three stories high and that's where the Norman soldiers would have lived and entertained right in the center you had a cobbled courtyard yeah and then across the yard there was another little building which was just two stories high possibly for um, supplies and storage on the ground floor but on the top floor then there was a little private chapel for King John okay. and King John apparently did visit Dungarvan um, just once okay. um, after the castle had been completed and also he just stayed for one night and I guess he was on the tour probably he was probably on a tour now there are uh, King John there is a King John's castle in Limerick there was one in Athlone Dublin Castle is also um originally would have been um, a King John Castle you have one in uh, Carrick Fergus right. in the north of Ireland there's um, more castle is reputed to be built also on the site of an original King John Castle would these castles that you've identified then have had any common plan in other words were they it wasn't bungalow place castle style <laughs> no I wouldn't think so I wouldn't think so definitely not <laughs> find rats your places yeah. no but, but insofar as that they had kind of basic layouts that they were able to superimpose based on the site no not this one this right. one is um, it's the only one that we know of of this polygonal shape in Ireland okay and this polygonal shape it actually signifies the British royal castle okay okay now the construction we talked about the stones uh, being imported and then they would have been I can see there is mortar in there and I've seen in other castles as well that the mortar was made from a variety of goods including blood and seashells uh, we have some seashells I'll find some there now in a minute I'll yeah. show you where they are as well yeah. yes they would have been ground down um, and put in the in the mixture and I suppose maybe back then too they, they would have been eating a lot of shellfish and stuff and it was a way of maybe using, gri using it for grit right. as well um, and as the lime mixed in with the lime and that how thick are these walls approximately here the original walls would have been about 8 or 9 feet thick whoa in you're not getting through that you're not, you're getting not no not in a hurry no. but as I said if it was attacked you can just see here the edge of this one yeah if you had uh, if it did come under attack and once you start attacking at the um, at the points the, it would have been easy enough to to, um, to to take down and you said 100 men over a, a summer over a summer 
an eight foot, eight foot, foot wide wall, wall by yes. 20 feet high approximately or thereabouts. That's just that, yes, the original building was, that the north hall that was within the building was actually three stories high. Okay. And it is through the archaeology and that and the history I suppose and um, it is thought that when the the, um, the the North Hall was dismantled it was dismantled to use the stone for this building here. Mary, do, do we know anything about the workers and by that I mean like who were they and were they imported or were they brought in? They were Norman soldiers, okay. Norman footmen. And at that time as footmen they would have been single males? Probably, probably. probably I so imagine. that would yes. have been how ultimately they would have met local girls and yes, over and some a of the, period of the time. Norman names are still in Dungarvan. You have the prayer. You have there was Mountain, which is over one of the shops. It used to be over one of the shops, but it was probably Montague. But Actually, I have a good, good friend, Jim Mountain. Jim is from outside Ottawa, and of course the prayer is power, yes. and all down. Fitzgeralds uh, were well. The powers are all over Newfoundland. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah. So the names that uh, came through, you said Fitzgerald, yeah, and the other Fitzes. All the other Fitzes, you had Fitzmaurice, you had Fitzsimon, Fitzanthony. Yeah, yeah. Fitzwilliam, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then within the walls, that was the. This was the core base. That was the core plan. Yes, for about one hundred years, and after one hundred years, the curtain wall that you see yeah. to our right and left the round tower in the corner here, the southwest corner tower, and the gatehouse that you've come through. This was all built about 100 years later. Right. And again, it was all to do with uh, military and policing and for military purposes. Now, 100 years later, different king. Different king, absolutely. Who was, who, do, who had no idea who the king was at that time period? Because mm. obviously he was doing the same in other places. Because it's yes. same in, again in Newcastle West when I was talking to a park down there. There was development, okay. kind of, because it was over a 200 year window okay. that there was a lot of development. So obviously the next king coming in says, we, we need to expand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They expanded, they did, didn't they? <laughs> they did indeed. They did indeed. So the inside in this at the moment, the condition, the, the courtyard the, that you mentioned, that while it's no longer the height that it was originally, it is st these are still the original walls. Oh, they are absolutely. Now they've had repairs. Yes. yes. And if you look up just up above us here, you can see maybe more so to my left, you can get a better idea. You've got um, a cut stone as opposed to like rubble stone underneath. Yes. The cut stone and the red brick. This all dates back to about 1740, around the time that this barracks building behind us was built. And the reason being, the castle was slighted um, during a battle between the Earls of Desmond and the Earls of Ormond in the 16, about 1650. Right. Uh, Earls of Desmond had had a lease on the on the site, and of course, was the, I suppose the lease was becoming due for renewal. And the Earls of Ormond would like to have gotten in here because it was a prosperous town. You had a big fishing industry at the time, and of course, also wine was being imported. Dungarvan was a predominant wine for wine importation. So effectively, then Dungarvan Dungarvan was established around the year, well, when, how old is Dungarvan itself? Pre, pre about in 1915, I think, was when the charter was given, the Magna okay. Charter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the population, because it's, say, it was a trading port, uh, trade would have flourished. And it would, of course. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, I suppose the fishing was the biggest, biggest industry, really. Right. There was a big hake fishing industry here. 
spec in those times in Dungarvan. And that's of course it was the fishing ultimately that led the um, Irish to the Irish Canovan and Calvinish yes. and from this part of, of Ireland particularly. So then um, the when the history of the castle bringing it forward after you mentioned at the very start in 1921 uh, I take it it was that the uh, that it was burnt um, yes. so uh, up to that period it was just a defence absolutely uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, var- for various and that's one of the reasons I think that, that the site was, it has been preserved as well is because from 1209 right up until 1987 the site was continuously in use for military and policing purposes. Up to what year? 1987. That's what I thought I heard you say. Yeah, 1987. So That's when the Garda were here and they moved out. They moved to a new building purposely built for them just out maybe about a mile from here. Okay, okay. So this was like the local garden station? It was indeed. I remember years ago when I was about 17 or 18 and I'm from Ardmore myself originally, but when I was coming to apply for my passport, yeah. of course you had to go to the barracks in Ardmore yeah. where the sergeant knew you and he signed it, but not only that you actually had to come into Dungarvan Barracks to have the superintendent put the stamp of the, the, right. the provisional or the provincial um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a phenomenon like when you say it that way it's so, it's so recent it um, is and it makes me feel old when I think back to 17 no, when, <laughs> when you say 87 that was the year before we emigrated really? yeah we okay. emigrated in 88 and like I don't consider that that long it's ago it's not that long ago it's not that long no. ago and to be in the walls of this castle and for anyone who has visited Ireland like it's you're looking at a building that you could be in uh, well you couldn't be anywhere other than here but you could if you've seen Athlone as you say or um, Newcastle West or uh, any of the other castles that this was in use yes. uh, by the state up to uh, 34 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? It, it is, is amazing. amazing. It is That's amazing. Amazing, yeah. Uh, and what's also amazing about it then is that you know what would the work that would need it to have been done to have it turned into even then a usable, functional guard the barracks. Yes, in the in our first couple of years here, of course, a lot of the older guys, the older guardy that were here, they came back and they just they were just in awe of the the renovations and the restoration. Right. Because they were saying, when we were here, the walls were green, oh. it was all damp <laughs> and everything, and you no, know, now we have gas heating and we have lovely colours on the walls and lovely, yeah. So, are there any in, in, interesting anecdotes or stories, historical stories from the period between? Like over the years that you've been able to find documentation on well, um, like you mentioned well, we that Mrs. the Nagel. Mrs. Nagel was apparently Oliver Cromwell was visiting Dungarvan he visited Dungarvan Castle on the 4th of December um, 1649 but um, I suppose he's always known as the bad guy but on his visit to Dungarvan he allegedly didn't attack the town okay. because on his way into town he met a lady namely a Mrs. Nagel and Mrs. Nagel supposedly offered him a tankard of beer and welcomed him and his men to Dungarvan and apparently that's how Dungarvan was spared. Now that says, we're telling the story when in our early years here at Dungarvan Castle and there were two men, it was on a Sunday and um, 
the story about Mrs. Nagel and one said well Oliver Cromwell was a pure Cromwell was a Puritan so therefore he didn't drink and of course they were nearly at loggerheads because one was saying he must have drank he was offered beer yeah, yes yes uh, indeed, indeed so, so there, that was one story and another story then is um, I suppose more to do maybe with when the IRA were here the um they were trying to break into the, into the barracks building back then and it was closed off but what they did they some of the guys that were I suppose maybe not known to be active in IRA they wanted to borrow a ladder so they borrowed a ladder from the castle they needed to repair some slates or some roof or something like that to replace them and when they were bringing back the ladder then whatever they actually the IRA they stormed in because the, the ladder was, the door was open and the ladder was happy and half out right so the, the castle was stormed I see so right, right. so that's so we mentioned this particular building in front of us and how it's unique in Irish architecture so the rest of the architecture then there's over to our left there's a round tower there is a round tower this round tower was built about 100 years after the castle yeah will we take a walk over there we will indeed okay so Mary how long have you been working in, in public works and what got you into history I suppose I got into history in school even maybe before school right um, my mother was she was into history I suppose my brother was when he was little he was into history um, he would be fascinated with the Hugh O'Donnell and Hugh O'Neill stories yeah and she used to have to read for him the night time going to bed was an old school book I had yeah. about how they won the master toes to frostbite and he would say to my mother ma'am will you read a big toe cut off he was only little so he was fascinated with the with the history as well, and it remained that way. Right, right. <laughs> so you're undoing a lot at the moment. Normally, is this area open to the public? Normally, normally is, but due to the COVID restrictions, yeah. restrictions, no. And um, and and we will, of course, make sure we comply with COVID restrictions as we go in there. And we're going from outdoors to indoors, so we, we have to ensure that we're fully masked up. And. Uh, so, in doing so, the first thing I see as I look in is I'm seeing what would be a room that is circular because we're going in, and it looks like it would take in the full, does yes, it take in the full diameter? It takes it, absolutely, more. absolutely. Where we're walking in now, and um, originally this tower would have been three stories high, yeah. and where we were about to walk into would have been the prison or the dungeon back in the day. Um, and to our left as we walk in we have a set of spiral t wooden um, staircase at the moment right. but originally would have been um, of stone steps right, right. these stone steps would have been trip steps or stumble steps which is you have so many of even height then you might have had a higher one or a lower one so if you're trying to attack and of course they go around to the right I've heard so about this because it says that if you're going up the stairs you're at a disadvantage you're at a disadvantage if you're weaving a sword you're only going to hit the stone the stones on the wall and right because the, it's presumed you're right handed yes right you're leading the way Mary no no so this is our um, our prisoner our dungeon just here right we now I know it looks far from a prisoner it looks awful like someone was going to get married here at the moment yes we have civil ceremonies in here right we have had people from maybe four people to eight people to the biggest wedding we had now of course all we had 200 but of course the 200 didn't fit in here yeah um, some of them they just made, had a guard of honour right outside the door on that so um, going back as I mentioned it was three stories high um, on the top two floors then this is where the Norman constables would have lived 
right. and at that time uh, I suppose things changed as I said it was continuously being adapted for the military and if you look up at the ceiling that we have here we have what you call um, a wicker centered ceiling and to achieve that they would have had like a big woven basket yeah. and that was propped up against the ceiling yeah. up against the fresh render that was put on it and it, that dates back to 1500 and it's domed it's domed yes yeah, and you can still see the wicker you can and it's wicker centered and what that means is that the, the, the ceiling was built and all, it's, it's held together by a stone or two stones three four that hold the whole thing together in the centre Okay. It's pressure that keeps it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, right. And the openings then that you see above us again on our left, and um, these openings would have been, there would have been a ceiling coming across here for the second floor. If you look over, over our heads here to my right, you see a window. Well, when you say a second floor, if you have the wicker ceiling it's and gone. it's domed, that ceiling went up so high is that it went into the second floor. This is not the original? No. Okay. The original would have been probably a timber floor. But it is original from its time. Right, the ceiling. Yes. Right, okay. Yes. So there is yeah, well, yes. So yeah, so it has been dropped. Dropped. Yes, it was dropped yeah. from, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So what we're, we're really what you're saying is that at roughly about 10 feet, 12 feet, yes, we that, would, would that would have been the ceiling here, and the dome ceiling that we're seeing would have been no, farther it's, up. it's gone up, yeah. Okay, okay. And where so you see the window just up over here to the right, this is where the door would have been okay. to access the second floor. Right, right. Right. And the stonework again, you're talking about the width of the walls and everything else. Yes, it's quite, it's quite something else. Isn't it? it is indeed. Now, where you see this opening here, this is the window, which is one of four. Okay. Behind me, right and left. And actually where we've come in, right in just now, yeah. would have been um, windows as well. Right. And the Bishop of Lismore was incarcerated here at Dungarvan Castle at... Um, during the medieval times, and apparently he escaped. The, so the story goes that he wasn't getting very well fed, and that he lost so much weight that he was just able to escape. Okay. <laughs> was there much work needing to be done when public works came in? And uh, oh, there were lots of works, lots. When we were here in our early years, I started here in 2001, and the, this tower has only access to the public for a day maybe 10 years now okay now we could come into this room yes yeah. but we had no access to the upper floor okay so we'll go up there now in a moment and yeah. have a look and you know, so the condition that it was in then was there dampness or was more there was dampness there was certainly there was no roof we had no roof on it okay um, I, I, we think that the roof may have been taken off during maybe the 1960s when you had buildings that they had roofs on them you had to pay um, rates on it yes so we think that the that the ceiling was taken or the roof rather was taken enough to prevent having to pay for the rates. If it was a state-owned building, if the, if the guard were here, would they not? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. The powers of me, Betty. <laughs> Question for somebody else. For somebody else, absolutely. Indeed. So around the wall you have some drawings that indicate some of what you've been telling us. That's right. The first one is here on, the, on my right. Yeah. And this is from about 1250. The next one is... 1300, 1640, yeah. 1640, 
1640 again, and then 1720. So it's shown the progress and the development, yes. some of the some of the construction. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, this is such a wonderful space. I know it's small, so if I look at it, it's probably about is it a 20 foot uh, 20 foot diameter, maybe? Quite possibly, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Well, have you had any public performance like music in this? Uh, we did one year for Heritage Week. Yes. We had um, a girl from Cork. She played a baroque cello in here. Beautiful. And oh my God, it was outstanding. I'm sure. Absolutely outstanding. The acoustics here, you'd hear a yeah. pin drop. Well, I can hear like there's a warm reverberation in here. Right, okay. Very good. Yeah, as distinct from where it's bouncing yeah, off the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. And it might be the ceiling as well that the, the, um, the material would you the Would you know um, Anne Mulqueen, the Chanel singer? Yes. Yeah. Anne was a guide here with us okay. for maybe three years, if not maybe four. Yeah. But Anne, when she used to take people up here, yeah. Anne would often sing a couple of bars of a song. It must have been wonderful. Yeah. Oh, your heart would just burst with pride. Yeah. 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 So we're going upstairs? Upstairs, yeah. Okay. So, Mary, we've just arrived now and we're, what, two, approximately two uh, two floors up. Two floors up. That's and there's okay. a door. There's a door. And this doorway, if you look out through the window. Oh, I'm onto a rampart, then. You're onto a rampart. Yeah. That led all the way down, down to where the soldiers had access and viewing point out over the harbour. So this would be, again, where they would line up in the defence. Yes. With, yes. with their bows and arrows and when the muskets came with the muskets. Yes, and you can see from the courtyard, actually, where the um, arrow loops have been filled in and modified to take muskets. Right. And would they have had cannons up at this height then, at points? Or? We think there may have been cannons on the roof of the original castle right. back after the 1600s yeah. um, after the castle had been slighted um, when the British military came at first because in any castle like this which is defending a um, port they would have had cannons and I know there's cannons around that yes would there are two out front yeah so I guess there would have been enough notice that they could have got out there safely to fire at incoming oh I would imagine so yeah. yes yeah. and even actually it's thought that those cannons that we have here that they may not be the originals from the site right because there were older cannons longer ones people from town communities oh they were much longer than those oh. but these ones they just thought that they'd come from some of the ships that just be coming right Right. We're continuing on upstairs. Yeah. So we're coming into a beautiful room with a lovely new roof, obviously, on it. The new roof, again, it's here just about 10 years or so. Yeah. And before that, as I said, mentioned down below, is the roof that was on it had been taken down many years previous. But now the carpenters from within the OPW um, have installed this beautiful new oak ceiling. Just on them, I wonder the reasons the acoustics are so good. Circular. Really? Well, because they're not flat walls, so the sounds. Okay. So if you think about because from an acoustic perspective, if you have, like you say, the harp in here or Animal Queen or somebody, if you go into straight buildings, you're more likely to get an echo. Okay. It's just, uh, I'm looking at it's it. It's nice to hear something like that. It's just dawning on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I'm not hearing an echo. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, and of course we have a wood floor, but it wasn't making any difference downstairs either. No, no. So again, a beautiful condition up, up here. 
and the ridge that's around the top where the support beams are resting, that's original as That well. is original, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now the, the stone masons, of course, then they, they put up the, the extra little bit, I suppose, to take maybe the extra weight, yeah. the, the thinner wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And just over here we have what would have been a narrow loop originally, yeah. and, but again it's been sharpened up by the British military who were here from 1740. Because they didn't need arrows, they had muskets yeah, at that stage. They had, absolutely. In the, yeah. That's for our, our, for our musket loop, but then just here over the fireplace, yeah. to our right if you look over you can actually see the original arrow loop. So you could get up and climb up onto the wall and get in yeah. and you have an actual um, one of the remaining arrow loops. Yes, and the and a fireplace. And fireplace. Yeah, and you're saying this would have been um, a um, billet up here? Yes, absolutely. But the, the, as I mentioned, the site was continuously changing. But when the British military were here from 1740, after they had the, um, the barracks building built, they set about making changes to this tower also. Okay. So that's how we have uh, um, the wicker centre ceiling below, which yeah. went up into the second floor, yeah. causing the second floor to disappear. Right. So then the ground floor was then used as a kitchen, oh. and the floor now that we're in the top floor was used as a hospital which treated any minor ailments and so on. Okay, and there yeah, and uh, there wouldn't have been a lot of room in here even. No, there wouldn't. Yeah. I'm looking here, we have a door. So I imagine this would have been the loop that if yes. you went out the other door, you could have done the You could the have gone right around the, the castle. They had absolutely this um, vantage points right around the right. walls and that. So, yeah. So if you just take a step down and just look into your left, yeah. we have a guard robe. That's the latrine. Yes, exactly, exactly. And um, the the efficient waste system. We went down into the moat yeah. and was taken out to sea. Yeah. And then, as we know, tide rises and falls twice daily. Yep. So it was effectively fairly worked fairly well. Yeah. And also, just over the guard rope, or over the, the guard rope, yes, you have one of the original arrow loops also. Yes. And the narrow loop, it's wider at, at our side because we're looking out. Yeah. But if you're on the outside trying to get an arrow in, you want to be extremely, have an extremely good shot. Right. Where are we going from here? Now, do you want to have a look out down along this yeah, wall? Well, indeed. Just mind your step there now. So, Mary, yeah, we look out here and we're looking down now, and there's the path that brings us over to the rampart walls again on the other side of the castle. So, yeah, they could, they could literally man the battlements from yes, both directions. They could, absolutely. They'd access right the whole way around. Yeah. The whole way around. Indeed. And this where we're looking now is out overlooking Dungarvan Harbour. Dungarvan Harbour, and across where you see the, the shops mass is um, Abbeyside. Yes. And you can reach Abbeyside by crossing, if you go up on the quay, and you can turn right over the bridge, which is called Devonshire Bridge, um, which was built by the Duke of Devonshire, or ordered to be built by him in the 1800s when he redesigned the town square and all of that. And the monastery over at Abbeyside, I know it's a separate subject. When is that dating from, approximately? I think it dates back to Norman times as well. Yeah. I think it does. Right. Cause, um, there was a site of an old Norman castle over there, so it's an Augustinian priory. That would make sense that they would want to protect both sides. Both sides. Right, where are we going? Do you want to have a look out to our left here out this window and you'll get a bigger... This is a fine big, yeah, this is literally, you could, uh, we're nearly stepping into what could be a small stage. It could be. Yeah. No music. <laughs> no. So we can see into the uh, inner side of into the... Into the shell keep, yeah. yeah. 
and if you look you can see just the side nearest to us up over a grey door in the window yeah. you can see if it looks like a roof yeah. and that is actually the roof of the gunpowder magazine okay um, gunpowder of course was introduced during I suppose the, the medieval times and that and was stored in here sometimes you can see uh, what looks like the remains of a chimney and people when you tell them that it's, oh this is the gunpowder room and they say what a chimney on a gunpowder room but the reason the idea behind it was that if the gunpowder exploded that was the weak point so it went up as opposed to blowing out the water right. castle right right so then across there you can see the other side where you can see what's with loops yes. you see out the harbour on that yes. that is the north side of the of the building right. where you had the, um, the three story building so um, Mary that portion of the the castle here is still under reconstruction or under work isn't it? it would not it is not open to the public no no not so the view you get would be from here would be from here absolutely and Absolutely. when we were at the other door, this would bring you out in the battlements. Are people allowed out on the battlements? No, not at the moment. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's being spoken about that it will be restored. At some it needs, point. Yes, it needs a railing, apparently. Of course, of course. And the, uh, when you get down to the end, if you can see from here. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you yeah. can see um, some steps that lead yes. to the roof over the gatehouses. Yes. But instead of going up, there was also a little door to your right, yeah. and the British military, they inserted um, an intramural flight of stairs that brings you down actually to the gatehouse. Okay. But you can't go the whole way down at the moment. Probably there would have been a timber... Um, so in normal times, and even as we emerge now from uh, the restrictions, the castle is now open. It is open, thank God. Yes, great to be back, to have it open for our visitors. And you open at what time of the day? We open at 10 every morning. Yeah. Until last admission is at a quarter past five. And as with all public work sites, it's free? It's free of charge this year, absolutely. Yeah. Now that said, we are generally a free site anyhow. We have been for a number of years. Yeah. And we do have the history of the castle on audiovisual. And we also have three exhibition rooms upstairs. Uh, some of the sites, possibly, if we're out of this COVID situation next year, yeah. fees may be reintroduced. And I suppose hopefully international travel will also open. But if you are coming, if you're coming for maybe a month's holidays, you're going around yeah. Ireland, you can get what's called a um, uh, monthly heritage card pass um, and you just buy that card on once off and you can access all of the OPW sites so Mary I want to thank you for taking the time it's been fascinating and fantastic learning about Dungarvan Castle and as uh, you're putting it in geographic context again we're in the southeast of Ireland the sunny southeast and the sun is shining, is shining. <laughs> and just the great connection between the sunny southeast and Newfoundland Palavanesh as we said earlier with the Herns the Powers the O'Briens and uh, the watches yes. and uh, do come down here you're only about two hours from Dublin and uh, you're, there's so much going on all over the place that you can't afford not to come down here. Yes, absolutely. Lots of history. Indeed. In Dungarvan. Not even besides the castle, we have a lovely little museum which is only up around the corner from us. That's right. I've and been it's up open there daily as well. As well. Um, and if yeah. you wanted to go to Ardmore, you have the Ardmore Round Tower. That's right. Yeah. Or if you just want a simple cliff walk that's available as well. And that's the other thing is, even if you drive the roads in this country, and I have to say we've been driving the roads recently, and you find these wonderful ruins and all you do is pull the car in walk in and they're usually um, either old monasteries or abbeys 
just walk in. Oh, they're beautiful. They're fantastic. They're beautiful. So rich in, in history. Yes, and it's a shame. In one way, to see them as they are. Yeah. You wonder if the stones could talk or what, what kind of stories and tales that they would be able to Indeed. portray. Yeah. yeah. And again, the, what, what I said to you earlier on, we said at the beginning, what I find fascinating is that the period, the normal period particularly, there was so much construction going on. It just dawned on me when I was looking around, seeing the number of castles and seeing the history, the number of people that must have been involved in construction at the time for practically a 200-year period. Yes, yes, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Build, build, build. Build, build, build. Yeah. Mary Murray, thanks a million for taking the time. Austin, thank you so much for, um, for visiting Dungarvan and I hope your listeners will pick up something from it and come and visit and come and say oh we heard it on kind of the radio that's where you come come and just enjoy it yes